Now, it is World Basketball Day, as we mentioned before, with Andrew Gaze, and the WNBL has an exciting announcement to make on this World Basketball Day. And the boss, Christy Collier-Hill, joins me. Hello, Christy. Hi, thanks for having me. Good morning. Pleasure. Happy World Basketball Day, by the way. Yes. Very exciting day, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, Tell us about this announcement you've got, uh, which involves the WNBA. Yeah, really exciting. We've been working on this with the WNBA pretty much for the most of this year. But today we formally announced that the WNBL, the rest of the WNBL regular season and all finals games will be shown on the WNBA app, um, which is super exciting. It essentially elevates the WNBL and makes it visible worldwide. We'll now be able to be, the games will be seen in over 100 countries around the world, as well as really starting a, a really strong relationship with the WNBA, which we know will grow and develop over the years as well. So um, a really incredible moment for the WNBL. It is quite significant for us, so we're very, very excited and uh, looking forward to what that can deliver in terms of visibility and growth for the league. As, as you should be, it is a fantastic uh, partnership and a fantastic deal. So just take us through how this all began, how the conversation started and how long, I guess, the discussions have been in place to, to get this deal done. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think we started around the start of the year and we, we looped in with the WNBA just about doing some content sharing because we have an incredible amount of athletes that play in both the WNBL and the WNBA, both Australian and American. So we already have a really nice organic link between the two leagues. The other thing is that our leagues don't cross over. So they essentially play in our winter and the WNBL runs across the summer here in Australia. So we've got a lovely kind of 12-month platform there of women's basketball. So we started chatting about content sharing and content creation across those 12 months and then it just kind of evolved and they kind of shared that they really really wanted to um, have more basketball on the WNBA app in the off-season. We obviously fit that time frame for them perfectly plus having so many WNBA athletes playing in our league and the fact that it's, you know, I suppose arguably the second best league in the world. um, It all just kind of happened organically. So, you know, we've worked through it with them. We hoped to get it up at the start of the season, but, you know, these things do take some time. But we are, from today, we will be live on that app, which is just so exciting. That is sensational. I guess, is there a feeling that the interest in Australian basketball, men's and women's, via the States has never been higher? As you say, there's a lot of Americans playing in the WNBL. We know there's a rich history of uh, Australian women playing in the WNBA. The Next Stars program, which has been so successful in the NBL. Is that the sort of feeling out of the States that there is a there is a big interest in Australian basketball right now? Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. Um, and it comes from a couple of factors, but certainly the men, the level of Australian men that are playing in the NBA, you know, record numbers over there at the moment. It's likewise with the women. This season we had seven Australian women playing in the WNBA, which is the highest we've ever had. So our level, and, you know, we bat way above our average in world basketball for Australia. So those athletes participating in those those leagues gives us such credibility and creates such interest in Australian basketball, as well as that kind of flows on then to the success of the Boomers and the Opals internationally as well. So we are um, a country that really, really bats above our average in basketball, um, which is something that we all love as Australians. And that, in turn, obviously, is just creating this enormous interest. And I think we're kind of, we kind of feel like we're about to go into a bit of a purple patch in basketball in Australia. 
Um, you know, if you look back to the 90s when basketball was the biggest sport yep. in the country, the Jordan era, um, it feels like we're on the cusp of that now. So, um, yeah, some really exciting times ahead for basketball in Australia. Speaking to the head of the WNBL, Christy Collier, heel an exciting announcement that uh, WNBL games will be streamed on the WNBA app. Uh, the start of the season, Townsville Fire once again uh, leading the way. Eight wins, one loss on top of the table ahead of Southside. The Perth Lynx and the Boomers all on six wins. How's the start of the season been? You know, TV figures, attendance figures, uh, how's it all tracking? Yeah, fantastically well. We're, we're seeing record numbers, record figures across the league, um, across the first seven rounds of the season, which is amazing. So many people getting through the doors to watch the game. Broadcast is incredibly strong. Um, digital and social likewise. So um, great, great engagement with the league across the first half of the season. It's a very evenly distributed league. I know you just read out the ladder there, but um, all teams are highly competitive. There's no significant gap between kind of one and eight on the ladder there. So it makes the games really interesting and exciting to watch. I think we've had three OTs so far this season, which is great for the fans. Um, so, yeah, really, really positive start of the season. We go into the back half now, into the next phase, and then into finals in March. So if you haven't been out to a WNBL game to watch or you're not watching it, get onto it now. It's such a competitive sporting market in Australia, Christy, as I'm sure you're aware. And particularly over summer, there is so many sports, you know, fighting for space, fighting for eyeballs, fighting for attendance. What do you find is the biggest challenge in in getting that message out there about the WNBL and, and getting people to the games and obviously watching on television as well? Yeah, I mean, getting people to the games is is not our biggest challenge. We have such great engagement in the local markets of all the eight teams. So uh, we've had sellout crowds around the country this year already, which is phenomenal. Um, so so the, the attendees, not so much. Mainstream media coverage in the major metropolitan market still is a significant challenge for us. And as you say, it's a really crowded marketplace out there with sport, particularly in this summer region. Um, so we do, that is very, very much a, a real challenge for us and an uphill struggle in terms of in those metropolitan areas. It's not so much the same in the more regional areas that there are a few teams, um, kind of thinking Canberra and Townsville, which have great engagement and coverage. Um, and look, we've got re two really strong broadcast partners this season in ESPN and the Nine Network. So they've provided great uh, advertising and promotion for us at the league this season as our, as our partners, which has been um, phenomenal. So, um, but yeah, that media coverage of those metro markets. If you've got a, a magic bullet, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I think plenty of sports are asking the same question. Christy, how important still is the Lauren Jackson factor? The fact she's playing, she's in the Opal squad, she might go to another Olympics. How important is it for the league that Lauren Jackson, despite all the great talent in the league, that Lauren Jackson is still part of it? I mean, look, <laughs> we cannot underestimate the LJ effect. It is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, all media requests, almost all of them, we're going to say 99% of media requests that come through the league to talk to athletes, uh, they all want to talk to LJ for good reasons and obvious reasons. So, look, personally, I'm thrilled that she is continuing to play in the WNBL because it certainly assists with creating awareness and interest in the league as a whole. But in saying that, we our job is to create those next stars. So, LJ, um, I think she's 41 or 42 at the moment. She's definitely not going to play forever. She, as you said, she's in the Opal squad now, which is phenomenal and might go to her fifth Olympics. My gosh. 
But we've got a host of young superstars coming up and we really need to work very hard on making them more household names in this country because, as we said, LJ's not going to be there forever, unfortunately. No, unfortunately, she's unbelievable. Now, we had Andrew Gaze on before 10 o'clock. He thinks the Boomers can win the gold medal at the Olympics next year. Are you prepared to declare the Opals will win the gold medal at the Olympics next year? God, that's a big call from Andrew Gaze. I love the optimism. I do. <laughs> Look, the Opals absolutely are in it. I mean, as I said, seven athletes playing in the WNBA this season, um, a couple more that just missed out. So we are right up there with the best in the world. They will absolutely be contending for a medal. And realistically, it should be a gold medal. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to put my money down for that. Look, America, both in the men's and the women's, as we know, are the dominant nation and, and should be contesting for that gold medal match, both in men's and women's. But they are beatable. And our our men can beat them and our women can beat them. So, God, look out. Imagine a double gold. Let's be optimistic. Why not? 2024, it's a huge <laughs> year. It's an Olympic year and the Opals and the Boomers are, are right in contention. Uh, Christy, thanks for your time this morning. Well done. It's a fantastic uh, announcement. The season's going beautifully and just an, a nice little present to take into Christmas. Uh, have a great Christmas, a great new year, and uh, we look forward to watching the WNBL over this festive period as well. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for having me and thank you.